Boontog, Ola, and Ben Banu. Um, the song that you're listening to is Drive It Like You Stole It. It was on uh, Sing Street. The song was performed by the, the crew Sing Street. That's the name of the band. And uh, this song you can catch on any streaming. You can, you can get it on YouTube. YouTube, Spotify, yeah. Apple Music. And you can watch the movie on Netflix. It's one of the coolest uh, musicals to come out of uh, 2016. Just give you a little prequel of what's, what's to happen. <laughs> on this week's episode, we went over the trailer for Stranger Things Season 2. Uh, the new Halloween remake produced by John Carpenter himself. Ben Affleck's The Batman. Uh, all these new TV shows coming out on Fox TV. And our main event was um, our eh awards <laughs> for some of the Oscar nominations. Stay tuned. Everybody, everybody, hello. And we are, we synced it. I synced it. Yes, it is a weekly podcast that focuses in on all the movies, TV, and the entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts, Pat. And this is Kev. Yes, and how is everybody doing today? Well, first off, I think we need to apologize to everyone. We've been out for like a month. Yes, we have been (laughs) out. January was a... uh, It was a abysmal month for our podcast, and we apologize. But uh, we are back. We're back in action. We're we're back like um, I don't know. I don't know. I got nothing really to say. My stomach is full, so I'm not really trying to reach for anything. <laughs> so um, we got a lot of things to to cover. We got so many things to cover. We have we have a lot of stuff that we covered in our last recording, which yep. you guys didn't get to hear because we had some technical difficulties. Um, so the episode wasn't able to be released, but we're good today. Um, let's see. Starting off, uh, let's talk about what everyone was talking about the night of the Super Bowl. And no, I'm not talking about Lady Gaga's performance. Mm. No, I'm not talking about the actual Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm talking about Stranger Things oh. season two. I thought you were going to say the drones. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know I was, what you call that, yo, the drones. But uh, yeah, Stranger Things. The trailer for season two was released the night of the Super Bowl. Uh, how excited were you, Pat? Yo, I was fucking ecstatic. To the point that uh, as soon as it released, I went on all social media to look for the video so we could post it up on our page, on our We Synced It page on Facebook. You can follow us on any one of those things. Any social media platform, we are there as We Synced It. And um, I couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. But I did. I ended up liking the Stranger Things Facebook page. And 10 minutes later, they finally released the the like 30 second or 50 second uh, trailer, which was so fucking dope because the whole trailer was, um, it was shot. Well, they, they compressed it to look like four, four by two. Yeah. So four like, by two. They made it look like the eighties. It was yeah. about ego. Yeah. Lego my ego, mm-hmm. which was, uh, 
I didn't get it at first. Like it was playing, and I was like, "What is this?" And then that's when it hit me, like, "Oh, echoes." Yeah. I know what this is. It was so fucking dope. Uh, but the trailer moved pretty fast. Like it was like yeah. really like like fast shots of like random things. I think the one thing that stood out for me that I didn't have to see the second time was uh, you see like someone looking off into the distance. Yeah, the silhouette of the person, and then the silhouette of like this giant yeah. spider-looking monster, like the size of a freaking building, mm-hmm. bigger than a building, like yeah. the size of Godzilla. Um. So yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, recently, some plot details were they didn't released. Show 11. They didn't show eleven. They but didn't we show know eleven that she's going to be in the in the second season. Yeah, it's already been confirmed she's going to be in the season. Uh, all the kid actors have taken photos for the next issue of Entertainment Weekly. She's in it. Yeah. She has longer curly hair. But you saw that scene where uh, they were all dressed up in uh, the Ghostbusters outfits, right? Yeah, it was only three of them there. No, it was four. It was four. Yeah, oh, okay. there was four. I only saw three. I'm, I've I have been adamant as saying that these kids are the the child version of uh, what's the name of that fucking movie that I would keep on talking about with uh, oh man with Zach Galifianakis and they drink they oh the Hangover Hangover. I I seriously believe that this TV show is basically just the child the child version of the hangover because they lose a friend. Um, you don't see him on the roads when they're going on these tours. He doesn't go on the road on these tours. He's not a big, he's not a big character, even though he's a big plot point Yeah, for the series. <laughs> um, but they recently, they, um, they interviewed one of the directors of the show. One of the creators, it was one of the Duffer brothers. Um, some of the plot points he um, released to the public was uh, Winona Ryder's character is going to have a new love interest played by Sean Astin, who was uh, Mikey from the Goonies. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, so he's going to come into town, and I I guess apparently he's like an old high school classmate of hers. Oh, okay. So I have a feeling, though, that's just too good to be true, and he's probably going to be bad, maybe. I don't know. Well, how can you be bad? I, I mean... To me, it's like there's no possible way that you could possibly be bad. You can't be bad because there's worse things out there, like the upside down. Those shit. Like I think the well, I think maybe he comes from that laboratory. Oh, for real? Ooh. I don't know. I just I I'm just throwing it out there. I have a prediction that her heart's gonna get broken, and because you want her to be with the cop. Yeah, you kind of want her to be with the <laughs> cop, but she's you know falling in love with this guy who just shows up out of nowhere right after her son comes back. True. You know, it's kind of strange. Um. Let's see. Uh, there's also going to be the arrival of a new um, pair of characters, their brother and sister named Billy and Max. Uh, the actor playing Billy is actually the same actor that's going to be playing the Red Ranger in the new Power Rangers movie, uh, which we will talk about later uh, about the Power Rangers. Um, and it looks like he's going to be like the new bully, like the new oh. anti protagonist, antagonist. Mm-hmm. Of the story. Um, what else? And then you got Hopper, the sheriff who is going to be struggling with um, keeping everything secret like he was supposed to. Like, you know, in the last movie, yeah. they kind of let him go. But they you could tell that when he walked into that limo, they were like, "Like we're going to kill you <laughs> if you tell anybody about Holy this. Shit. So in this season, he's kind of struggling with that because 
he's you know he feels the corruption in the air you know he knows that there's something also he's gonna be looking at looking around and probably see like people just looking at him random ass people okay i can see that and uh so yeah i think uh i think the second the second season is definitely gonna i think focus on paranoia Mm -hmm. like there's paranoia coming from the sheriff there's paranoia coming from the kid because the kid sees visions like he you know he's seen so much yeah He's seen so much that, you know, he can't keep it to himself. So I think it's going to be more psychological. Yo, on top of that, they buried his body. They had an open casket and everything. He's not going to school. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, it looks like happened? he's going to school, man. Yeah, it looks like he was going to school. It looks like he was going up. to school. I mean, yo, I commend them on them knowing that uh, we all wanted to see a Halloween episode. Yeah. And it's going to be released on Halloween. First episode is on this, Halloween yeah. night. Oh my god! They already know. Yo, uh, I was uh, talking to uh, Delgado, and we're like, uh, "It's Friday. Halloween falls on a Friday this year. I guess um, no going out, man. <laughs> Gotta make it a blockbuster, man." <laughs> I said, "We got to get everybody. Just I do have a projector. I have, oh, there got we a go. projector, man. We could definitely fucking what you call it. Get everybody going." Well, I think this is also another sign that for the next round of Scarefest mm-hmm. for 2017, we got to do Halloween episodes of TV shows, Ooh, yes. not just movies. The best Halloween TV shows. I already got so, like the community, the community, <laughs> definitely. I got Martin, definitely. Uh, what else? Uh, I can't say Full House or Family Matters. I don't even remember a Full House. You have all those Simpsons episodes, the Treehouse oh of God. Terror. Simpsons got to take it every year, yeah. Especially the early years, they they definitely uh, did a lot of work on there. Even though they just basically just took stories from uh, from like uh, Edgar Allan Poe and stuff like that. But it was still, I mean, I didn't know anything about the Raven until I saw the Simpsons uh, quote the Raven episode. <laughs> All right, so that's it for Stranger Things. Yeah. We're really excited. We'll have more news for you guys once we get those news. Um, next up, uh, the Power Rangers film. Um, it's so funny. We're getting closer and closer to the release date, so it looks like they're just pushing out all, everything that they've been holding back. They're just letting it out like a flood. Yeah, we got the trailer. Now we got all these posters coming out. All the posters are, you know. Showing everything that we need to see. We got a close-up shot of the Zords. We got a close-up shot of the suits. We got a new close-up shot of Rita from like a, uh, what do you call it? The profile shot of yeah. her face. They got like, they came out with like six or five posters. They, they showed all the Zords. They showed the way that they look. One of them had like a long, it was it a long neck? I don't know what the hell that is. I don't know what's going on with the yellow one. What's the yellow one? The yellow one was supposed to be a saber-toothed tiger. That didn't look like no tiger. The the one that looks weird to me is the black one. The black one's supposed to be a mastodon, like a like a uh, yeah. that giant mammoth looking yeah. thing. Dude, if you look at it, it does not look like a mammoth. What does it look like? It looks like a beetle. Like it looks like a giant bug. But maybe the maybe the hopefully the they explain it. Couldn't do it. Maybe they couldn't pull it off. They, Yo, we can't. We can't <laughs> do it. We just don't have the power. That's what's making me nervous about this movie, man. The fact that they were holding so much back and now they're just rushing to get everything out before the oh movie comes God. out. That, you know, it's kind of scary. Kind of reminds me back when we were in school. Yeah. They're rushing. It's coming out next month. Next month, ladies and gentlemen. 
Is it, is it in the beginning of next month? Or? I think it's the beginning of the next Ooh. month. Just in a couple weeks. <laughs> Just a couple weeks. Yeah, because February is a short month. Oh, my God. Damn. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Short month. Short news. Moving on to the next topic. Um, I was just reading that, God, we have a lot of Halloween stories. Mm. Halloween remake is coming, produced by John Carpenter himself. He's getting Danny McBride as one of the writers. Dope. You know, for those who don't know, Danny McBride is a hilarious actor who's been in a lot of movies that we that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Danny McBride recently said in an interview that the movie is going to be scary. It's not going to have any comedic take. Um, so I'm really interested to see where that goes because I like John, John Carpenter. Although he's just producing it, he's not directing it. I kind of wish he would direct it, though. Although it would be weird to be directing your own remake. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't do it right the first time. <laughs> so they want me to do this and do it again. Like Last time I checked, you guys said this shit was a classic. Yeah. I'm not touching it. <laughs> um, Moving on. Ben Affleck, mm. the Batman. Yeah. What is going on? Um, sources say that uh, apparently the script for the Batman is pretty good. Contrary to uh, everybody's belief, because uh, we all think that uh, it's a piece of shit. Because previously, Ben Affleck said that uh, he would not direct a Batman movie that he himself would not enjoy. So right. when he backed out of the deal, everybody thought that, oh shit, well... Well, um, I, I guess the the execs, the movie execs, must have got somebody else to rewrite the the actual script, and he didn't he didn't enjoy it, so he backed out of the deal. But what happened is that um, we don't know. We don't know why he really backed out, and he said that he's not gonna he's not gonna direct, but he said he just wants to act. But um, who asked? Oh, there's this website that's called Batman Films. Batman, Batman Life or some shit. History of Batman. There's a website <laughs> out there. Give me a second. Give me a second. Let me look this up. Play some music here. Da 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 da. Here we go. Got it. Got the information here. Um, sources. What's the name of the site? Let me see. The name of the site is Batman News. Why the <laughs> fuck didn't I get that? God damn it. Early today, BatmanNews.com as Variety Reporter. Justin Crow on Twitter, if there was any truth to the rumors about the Batman movie being redone, scratched, and this is what Crow's response was. No. Several resources already have um, saying new scripts came in this month, and everyone, including Emrith, Emrich and Ben, very happy with it. So, as far as we know, both of those, both of those parties are into the script that I already have. Emrich is uh, the execs. He's an exec at WB. And Ben Affleck is uh, the guy who's actually playing uh, Batman. And I guess I guess he can't really back out now. When I don't even know when they're actually starting to shoot, but the fact that they're taking more time with the script, I'm enjoying that. It's not like, um, uh, dare I say it, Suicide Squad, that uh, it only took them, uh, I think it was a month and a half to write that script and shit. and you said it was the same writer as Batman v Superman yeah same writer as Batman v Superman <sighs> you see rewrote it's... rewrote uh, he rewrote the, the the Batman movie 
And um, Ben Affleck is like, all right, but you know what? Maybe Ben, Mac, ben maybe Ben Affleck's like, all right, cool. Like he's really upset about it, but he's like, you know what? Fuck it, let's just get this shit over with. Because he's automatically going to get his money. I'm not a. You're not. You're not a fan of it. I'm not. I'm still nervous. I'm. I'm still nervous too, man. Because um, this has the potential to be a real good movie. But I think everybody still has the taste of uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman in their mouth. So already people are going to give this movie judgmental eyes. Off rip. Off rip. I'm already giving it judgmental eyes in the movie. Hasn't you got to start your production yet. You got to. You got to bite down on that ginger <laughs> and then watch this movie. That's what you got to do. That's all you can do. You just have to just the, I go mean, in blank. Why couldn't they just pick a different writer? I mean, I, I, I get that they probably picked the writer from Batman v Superman to make them, the story just, seem consistent yeah. with the rest of the story. But if the consistency that all is already there has been garbage so far, then it's a sign you got to throw in someone new. Yeah. And I think Ben Affleck would have been good. To just let him write it and direct it. <sighs> I don't know. Yo, I mean, We're just going to have to wait for the trailer. I'm not saying it might be the best Batman movie, but it can't be worse than uh, Batman uh, Returns. No, not Batman Returns. Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Can't be any better than that. Even though that's not the only superhero movies that the actual Sue had nipples. Watch Watchmen had nipples. The owl, Mr. Owl, I think that was this guy's name. Mm-hmm. He had nipples, but his nipples weren't as dominant as uh, Batman's nipples on his suit. It was like a little, it was like a, a quarter chub, not a full chub for the nipples. That's what, that's what's going on over there. <laughs> but uh, that's it for our Batman news for the day. Uh, next up, Fox TV. Yes. Bunch of shows came out. 24 Legacy was one of them. Yeah. Came you out saw Super, it. What do you think? Super Bowl day. Um, that's, a, that. that's a horrible day to premiere. Yeah, no, nah, not really because people are still watching TV after. But the you Super think they're Bowl. interested after the Super Bowl? I, I turned. The, I was done. I was like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> well, I, I watched it. Um, I was at a Super Bowl party and I watched it, and for the most part, um, I thought it was pretty cool. Didn't watch it the following day though. Didn't watch it the following day because I knew that since it is on Fox, I'm gonna be able to watch it on uh, Hulu. So I watched it, I think it was either Thursday or Wednesday. Watched it on one of those days. And I was like, all right, cool. It's, you know, a TV, I just can't watch regular TV with commercials and stuff. I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm not, I'm not 18. I'm not in my teens. I'm not a little kid. I can't be watching these fucking trailers anymore, these commercials. Every, every trailer I watch online, all the commercials, I don't even know. I don't even know what's happening in the commercials. To be honest with you, I know when I was watching the Super Bowl, I know for a fact that uh, the Skittles commercial was the best one that I saw that uh, that night. But Fox, they're putting out a lot of stuff. They put out this show called Legion that I still haven't watched yet. But all is that on Fox or FX? No, no, that's on Fox. Oh wow! This whole time I thought it was gonna be on FX. Yeah, it's on Fox. Okay. They put out that show. They also put out another show that I forgot the name of. But all of this just like um. Uh, everybody has seen Mission Impossible mm-hmm. or 007. You know the guy Q. Mm-hmm. Think about 007 without 007 and just Q. So all these, all these, all these people are doing is just making gadgets 
cool gadgets that they're using in the future or something like that. That's that's my premise from the trailer because I haven't seen the show yet. But um, it's a pretty cool concept. Legion, I really want to watch. That's that's in my queue on Hulu. And for the most part, uh, it's about Professor X's son who is a mutant. And he's supposed to be like one of the most powerful mutant. But he he's also has a mental problem, mental issues. Like uh, he's, he sees people that are not really there. Like the guy from Perfect Mind kind of thing. But he's also uh, a real powerful mutant that can uh, not only fuck your head up, but he can also fuck every, he can fuck everything around this whole room up kind of thing. So that, that's, uh, that's what's happening on TV. Is Legion supposed to take place in the same universe as the no. X-Men movies? Nope. No? Nope. No, no. Okay. They're not doing that. <laughs> you think that's going to... They don't care because it's Fox, so they're definitely not doing that. They're definitely not doing that. They're not. They're not trying to jump into that that world with uh, DC and um, whatever and Marvel. Marvel. Even though the DC universe that's on TV, they have nothing to do with the DC universe that's on uh, the big screen. They said right. that in the beginning, and they said that um, there might be a chance that they might go from parallel worlds, kind of thing. You know that whole Flashpoint kind of thing that might happen. I doubt it because the way that they're going with this DC universe, as we said before, it is um, is a Zeppelin that's on fire, and it's just just about to crash. It's just about to crash. But um, that's news for for TV. All right, that's my news for TV. Wow. Were there any throwbacks you saw lately? Um. What throwbacks did I watch? Uh, I was watching an anime called The Seven Deadly Sins. That's one throwback. I think it came out like two years ago or something. Just found out as I was watching season one that season two is coming out next week, Friday. Plan on watching that. It's a pretty cool show. It's about uh, seven seven deadly sins. Like one of them supposed to be greed, lust, envy, and all those other people. But they're like good guys. Compared to, uh, like, these other people who are called, like, uh, heroic heroes kind of thing. So, it's like, it's a play on words. Because when you're watching it, you're like, well, these guys are supposed to be bad, but they're doing good shit. And the people who are who, who are they're praising as heroes are really the bad guys kind of stuff. So, it's like, okay. I like that aspect of it. But it's really pervy. It gets real, it's really pervy at certain times. Because, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess uh, the Japs got a little thing with pervs. But uh, what are you going to do? That's my throwback. That's <laughs> my throwback pick. You guys should just check it out and you'll <laughs> see what I mean. In the first episode, it gets extremely pervy. But you know what? It's like it's so subtle. No, nah, it's not even subtle. It's like I'm talking about grabby boob pervy. <laughs> but that's anime. That's anime. That's yeah. how it works. Uh, for me, I saw two movies. I saw uh, The Visit, directed by M. Night Shyamalan, oh. which was like a horror comedy type of movie. Uh, it's another one of those goddamn found footage movies that I'm really tired of. Um, the movie had potential. There's definitely scenes in it that definitely like felt me, like had me feel 
uh, like creeped out. Um, I'm not going to spoil any of them for you. Um, I just did not like, and now I am going to spoil something for you. Uh, there is a twist at the end of the movie. I was not a big fan of the execution of the twist. I think uh, the performances were kind of weak when they revealed the twist. If the performances were a little bit stronger, I would have felt more and I would have enjoyed it more. Um, it's so funny now. Every time M. Night Shyamalan comes out with a movie, it's like, is this going to be his comeback? Is this going to be his comeback? I'm sorry, guys. He he's passed, he passed his prime on his first oh, movie. Wait, wait, wait. But he did come out with the... This movie recent, this movie recently, uh, split, split, and everybody's saying that this movie was extremely dope. I gotta see it. I still haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. But uh, they saying that this movie was his comeback. Everybody enjoyed it. Everybody who I've who I know who has seen it has enjoyed it. I'm not really sure what's the rating on Rotten Tomato, but um, we should do. Uh, we should go see it mm-hmm. and then do like, like, like. Write out all his movies and rate them which one was best to worst. Worst twist? Ooh. Or not, not twist, just worst to best or best to worst, period. Oh, and on top of that, about this movie, Split is also supposed to be... Oh, spoiler. I'm spoiling the shit out of it right now. It's supposed to be in the same world as uh, Unbreakable. Unbreakable. So that's good. But, um, I mean, Rob Tomato gave it 74%. That's not really fresh, but it has been out for a long time. And, you know, some people are just dicks, man. Some people just like to just rate things even though they haven't even seen it. Or maybe they just like to be honest. I don't know. Because you see how many people... Let's, 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 take let's take it back to Suicide Squad. Let's take it back to Ghostbusters. Okay. More people... I, don't, I forgot what they rated that shit, but it's like, dude, it's impossible for all these people to have seen this movie. I think people are just rating this movie... Just purely off of just their their hatred of uh, possibly women or just the whole movement of what's going on. Oh, wait. I mean, it's got a 5.4 on IMDb and a 73 on Rotten Tomato. Wow. That's one more point less than Split. Hmm. Hmm. And this movie grossed $229 million. Ghostbusters, you guys. Ghostbusters. You see what you did? Mm-hmm. Now they're actually, you know, <laughs> I got something to talk about. <laughs> Melissa, Melissa McCarthy. I know everybody likes her. She did a smashing job on SNL, right? I am so fucking happy that she's not going to be in the Ocean's 8 movie. I was ecstatic when I saw the cover of uh, the Ocean's 8 movie and they were on a train. Yo, that picture looks fucking dope as fuck. And I was so happy that I did not see her because I think she diminishes movies. Like, she brings down the the quality of a movie. And Bridesmaid, if they wouldn't have had her in it, it would have been all right. I kind of disagree with Bridesmaids because that was my first time experiencing... Melissa McCarthy, and I think they needed that that because like that over the top. Like each of the women played like a different aspect, a different type of character. So I think they kind of needed her for that formula. Slapstick. Yeah, like for that. Maya Rudolph was there for it, man. Maya Rudolph was not the slapstick. She She was the normal one. 
Because she had the diarrhea, you but know, she's the normal one of the no, group. The normal one of the group was uh, the girl who wrote the script. What's her name? Tina. Well, no, not, not Tina, Tina Fey. Fey. What's her name? The other Kristen girl. Wiig. Kristen Wiig. She was the normal girl of the group. Nah, but she was a little quirky though. She had like the awkward moments, but the the like the raunchy like oh I'm gonna you know stick my leg up in the air and, <laughs> and like you smell that you smell like you get what I mean. You like, know, the first time I saw that on on a commercial, I I thought it was a CG. Of her leg in the air, and then I realized that I'm like, that's a real leg. I'm like, she is flexible as shit, man. <laughs> but like, that was my first time experiencing her doing that. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that she does that in every movie, and that's when we get tired of it. Like in Ghostbusters, she's the one that gets physically hurt. Like she, that's that's the person that she plays in every movie. So mm-hmm. the first time I saw it was okay. But after a while, I was like, okay, no, nah, I'm done with this. You know? Yeah. I've seen uh, about um, four or five movies. I'm not saying that she's a bad actress. You know, she kills him when she's on SNL. Um, like, she reminds me of Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn mm-hmm. is the same guy in old school, Wedding Crashers, one of the movies. Yeah, but you know what? I Oh, and uh, Swingers. Sw- yeah. Like he's that same he's a sly from dodgeball, friend. like he's a just sly friend, you know. Yeah, but you know what? I'm cool with that kind of character. It's like it's not over the top. He says stuff, but it's like, you know, it's like it's cool. I could see I could see a girl character who's like that, but it's just that um I don't know. Maybe I just don't like her. I do like her though, because every t- in her movies, there's always like one or two things that she does, and I'm like. That's fucking funny. Let me rewind it. Let me rewatch that shit. That's fucking funny. Kind of th- kind of shit. And I was just extremely happy that she was not in... Uh, she was not... I don't even think she was considered for Ocean's 8. If she was, I'm happy that uh, she backed out of the deal. Because um, there's a lot of like... What you call it? Like uh, drama actors. Actresses. Or they like to be called actors. Don't know. There's a lot of them in this movie, in this Ocean's 8. And I would like to see them pull off some comedic stuff. Yeah. Because I think what happens is that when someone who is not, like, who is not known to, to do, like, uh, comedy does comedy, s- sometimes you can get some fucking gold from them. Cause Man, like, look, at, uh, look at Russell Crowe and uh, Ryan Gosling and The Nice Guys. Oh, yes. Yes. That, that fucking movie. Or... What's that dude's name who was in Step Brothers? I forgot his name. But remember, because he... John C. Riley. Yes, John C. Riley. Before that, before all that stuff... Before, dude, I remember seeing him in uh, The Perfect Storm. Yeah. He was one of the guys, like one of the Boston guys fucking yeah. talking like this and shit on the boat. You didn't know that he was funny. Yeah. And now he's like, I can't see him outside of a funny movie. This guy is fucking hilarious. And they had him in serious movies. You know what? Going back to Melissa McCarthy, you know, I'm this whole time I've been thinking about it. I think, like, I look at uh, Chris Farley, mm-hmm. and I look at Kevin James mm-hmm. from Mall Cop. Okay, that fucking guy. I can't okay. stand him. Chris Farley wasn't funny in telling jokes. He was more of a physical comedy Slapsticks. type of guy, but he was. Like outrageous! Like this is the guy that would run through a wall. Okay. Like, and not even a fake wall. He would run through a drywall. Yeah. Like 
he didn't give a shit about hurting himself. And it was the fact that he would just go that extra mile. That was like, table. yeah, <laughs> he would just throw himself on the table without using a stunt double. And I think him going that extra mile was hilarious. That's what made it funny. Kevin James plays it safe. He does like an awkward dance. It's like, oh, look, it's a fat guy dancing. <laughs> you know? And that's who Melissa McCarthy is. She's that, like, she's not going to go that extra mile. She's she's going to play it safe with her jokes and just do, like, an awkward dance or Whoa. do, like, a, a, a stupid accent. Or it's not something that's going to be memorable for the history of comedy. You know what? Another, another thing to, to piggyback off of what you're saying. She did well when she was with uh, Sandra Bullock. She needs. I think she does. She does real well when she's in movies that have like two people, because uh, what you say, Chris Farley, right? Mm-hmm. He had um, David Spade. David Spade, and all his movies, and David Spade was the guy who who said these fucking one liner jokes. Chris Farley was the dude who did the slapstick. Dude, they were a perfect duo right there. They were just knocking shit out of the park because you had you had the. Like, David Spade had the jokes that I didn't get when I was a little kid. But w- when I got older, I was like, oh, shit. That's some funny shit. But Chris Farley had all the jokes that I got as a little kid. Because I'm like, yeah, he's just falling all over the place. He's over here uh, washing it. He's doing that little, he's a maniac. So I'm like, yo, all that's funny. I think what she needs is she just needs, like, another needs balance. Person. Yeah, she needs a balance. She needs someone who can, maybe like Whitney Cummings or something. Nah, not a lot of people like her. She needs like another person to balance her out, kind of thing. Cause uh, what I just I just fucking forgot her name. She was a perfect balance for her in that movie. Christian Wig. No, no, no. The other movie that I was just talking about when they were both cops. Oh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock was a perfect balance. I mean, I can't really remember that movie that well, but the ending scene when Sandra Bullock was on the bed and then. Uh, <laughs> You see Marlon Wayans comes comes by and then she's over here like maneuvering her body so she could look sexy and stuff like that. I started dying laughing because she was like she put her hands on her uh, on her head and on her hip. Say, hey, what's going on? Yeah, I'm just hanging out. I'm just hanging out on this bed kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Yo, they should definitely make another movie. I don't know what kind of movie. Maybe they could be like, um, I don't know. They need to be like something because. Chatham Tatum has um <laughs> he has what you call it he has Jonah, uh, Jonah Hill. Hill. They're a perfect duo, I think. <laughs> Chatham Tatum is more of the the what you call it, the the slapstick guy, right? Yeah, I don't even know how they work. <laughs> I think there's just different combinations of two. Yeah. There's one where it's like one is more physical, the other one is more verbal. Then you have one where like Jonah Hill's like more verbal. He's more like dumb, yeah. but it's like funny dumb, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's different combinations. So I think you're right. I think Melissa McCarthy just needs like that counterbalance. Kristen Wiig she, probably would be her perfect balance. Yeah, they just both need to just stop being the. Oh no, they're never like Melissa McCarthy is never like awkward and stuff like that. Kristen Wiig always plays awkward. You know what I want to see after watching the Golden Globes. I want to see a movie with Kristen Wiig mm. and uh, this guy from The Office after seeing them present together. Oh, Michael Scott? Nope. That's the name on The Office. <laughs> uh, Steve Carell. Yeah. <laughs> Have they made a movie together? I nah, don't think so. They haven't. I think that would be cool. You don't think it so? would be. It would be. 
if they can, uh, I can see them as either parents or neighbors. And something happens, some type of hijink happens. I saw another movie. I saw two movies that had, uh, just bringing it up. I, I just saw two movies that had uh, Zach Galifianakis in it. One of them was the one that uh, he was a Brinks driver and he ends up stealing like uh, $50 million and going to Tijuana. Funny. Christian Wig was in that movie. It uh, was based off of a true story, but I know it was like loosely based off of a true story. It happened in Florida, obviously, that uh, the dude ends up stealing some money, goes to South America, and then um, something about he ends up going to jail and he's respected in jail because it's the highest. Nobody's ever stole that kind of money in the United States before. The, the, the highest bank robbery in United States history. He stole the most money out of everybody. I saw that movie. Then I saw the one that he also had um, Amy Adams. <sighs> no. Some some other chick with red hair. And uh, they were both like parents. And they had a uh, Wonder Woman. And uh, the dude from Mad, Mad Men, Maid Men as spies or something like that. The Spies Next Door. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give that name. And uh, both of those movies were pretty, uh, pretty good. For a week, for a weekday afternoon movie to watch, uh, give it a gander. That's my give it a gander movie of the week. Give it a gander, and you know what they say: what's good for the gander is good for the goose. <laughs> All right. So for our main, yes, our main event of the night, mm-hmm. uh, we want to go over uh, some of the Oscar nominations. Um, and give our own awards, our own awards of appreciation. What should we call these awards, Pat? Um, appreciation sensation. I don't know. <laughs> our appreciating of like, uh, uh, the arts. You know, the Oscars, like a small guy holding a guy, holding a guy, holding mm-hmm. a guy. Yeah. The Is Grammy. That that's what you told me. Yeah, because I know the, the Oscars is holding a guy. And maybe that's how it is. The Grammy is a gramophone. It's yeah. an old recorder. I mean, uh, record player. Mm-hmm. So what's our, our going to Ours going to be? I think it should be Will Smith when he's in the intro of Fresh Prince. And he sprays on the wall and looks at the cop. It does the little shrug. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Got the little spray can. So are they going to be called the eh awards? Eh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's the uh, awards. <laughs> the eh. The eh awards. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to the eh awards. <laughs> um, let's see. We're going to talk. What movies are we going to talk about? First, let's talk about Arrival. Yeah. This is a movie that we both saw. We both enjoyed. We both talked about um, a lot, you know, after the movie came out. Um, the movie has been nominated for numerous Oscars. We want to give it our own uh, nominations and our own awards. Uh, our first eh award <laughs> for Arrival. Um, we want to give it the award for most realistic alien encounter. Yes, definitely. Because I haven't seen a more realistic alien encounter since what? Third encounter, um, close encounters of the no, third kind. I was going to say batteries not included. Batteries not included. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time I saw that concept of an alien being like this small little like frisbee thing. Yeah, batteries not included. That's my uh, 
That's my. That's my. I think that's more realistic than any of these other alien encounters. Yeah. <laughs> For those who haven't seen it, what are you doing? What? Watch it. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm talking to the audience. Like, what are you doing? Yo, Arrival has to be like top three best movies to come out of last year. Top three. Uh, next award um, that also goes to a arrival. Next eh, award mm. is best plot twist. Yes. And Pat, you made a good point about this plot twist before we started recording. You said that it wasn't like so abrupt. Yeah. Like it, it, typical it, plot twists. Yeah. This one, this plot twist right here, it actually like it grew on you. Like um, usually M Night Shyamalan plot twist. Um, when he drops one, it's like it just drops on your lap, and you're like, oh shit. This one is like a gradual thing. Mm-hmm. It like it, it happens in levels because you don't know you don't know what's happening. All you know is that you had this pre, to see, oh, what you already had this pre thought predeceived and uh, notion that okay this is the way the story is. This is what this is where the idea of the story is going. This is the plot. Okay, we're on track. Next, you know it. As soon as you think that you have everything figured out, it's like, oh, shit. Then you start recollecting everything else that happened previously. And you're like, oh, my God, that's what everything was happening. That's that's what this meant. That's what that meant. Oh, okay. Now I see what's happening. And it was a gradual thing. That's why I really enjoyed this movie. No, not to M. Night Shyamalan or anything like that. I just really thought that this one, M. Night Shyamalan movies will always be like, you know, oh, plot twist. Everybody's going to look for that one. If this guy ends up uh, directing another movie like this, or if the person who wrote this movie ends up writing another one like that, to be honest, I won't even wait. I won't even try to look for the plot twist. I'm I'm just going to enjoy it. Like I, th- I think this is what's going to happen with Blade Runner. Yeah, just got to enjoy it. Don't look for a plot twist. I automatically think that people are not going to look for a plot twist in Blade Runner. People are just going to gonna watch it. Even though Blade Runner was one of those movies that uh, you don't know if he was a uh, what's that a Cylon, a, um, Cylon. a robot, a robot, <laughs> or not? <laughs> you don't know if he was a robot, a replicant, a replicant. That's what the name of it. You don't know if he was a replicant or was it the f- the female who was a replicant or not? I gotta rewatch that movie. <laughs> Yo, I haven't watched that movie in like it has to be close to ten years. Yeah, it's it's been a. It's been a long, long time for Blade Runner and me. All right. Next movie we're going to talk about uh, is a movie that I saw. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it, uh, but the more I thought about it, I, the more I started to like agree with uh, the general consensus about this movie. Uh-oh. La La Land. Uh, what was the, the general consensus about You know, movie? the whole thing about, like, well, Ryan Gosling wasn't really that good of a singer in the movie. That's what they're. That's what the you complaint know, like, is. Like no, but it's like one of the things. It's like you know, is it really that oh, great of a movie? That's I mean, what I said. He wasn't that great of a singer. He sounded like Trump, right? Yes. Is he really that great of a movie? I mean, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know. A movie. I don't know. A lot of people say they didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, statistically, that's what it says. Um. So for the first eh award, mm. we're giving it uh, <laughs> best movie about elevator music. Yes, because. I have not seen another movie that has caught my attention about jazz and has educated me about what about, jazz in this uh, what about Chicago? I never <laughs> saw it. I'm not a dude. I have not. There's a lot of musicals that I have not seen because I just can't sit through a musical. It's hard. Not the sound of music. 
drive. Don't get me started drive. on that. My wife um, loves the sound of music. Really? She tried to get me to watch it. We saw the live version with uh, oh, what's the name of this actress? I, I I'm not gonna help. I mean, not actress. With it was with Carrie under Carrie Underwood. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's a country singer, right? Yeah. Mm. She was uh she she played the the lady in the hills are alive. Did they the recreate that scene or no? Uh, the whole movie. The whole Broadway oh, show. Oh, it's one of those live... Yeah, that they give like on Thanksgiving or Christmas oh, wow. or whatever. Tragedy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Next award is the best overrated movie. Yes. I enjoyed La La Land, okay? I enjoyed it, but I would like to see Arrival take more awards. Yeah. Home. I mean, La La Land got nominated for what? 14 awards, right? Yeah. Give or take, they got nominated. For last 14. last movie to get that many was Titanic. Yeah, and to me, it's like the movie. Uh, I don't think it deserved that many. I've never seen the movie. All I saw was just the trailer, and um, you know, La La Land has turned to one of those movies that you don't want to see because so many people are telling you to see it, and it's like it can't be that good, man. Because <laughs> I think that the whole my point of I've already hit the point of like, yeah, I, I don't want to see it anymore. It's just like, uh, what, what movie was it that everybody was talking trash about? Like any movie. There's a lot of movies that come out and people are constantly saying like, oh, this movie is terrible. This movie is horrible. And then I see it on Netflix and I'm like, let me see what's so bad about it. Then once I take a look at it, I'm like, it's not that bad. You've already talked this movie up so much that I'm like, I don't want to watch it. Cause to me it's already a terrible movie. I'm always, I'm always zigging when everybody's zagging. That's why. Maybe that's what it is. Um, next up we got the lobster, yeah. which Pat you saw. Yes, I saw that movie. You didn't see it? I still haven't seen it yet. What? My wife did, but I didn't see it. That yet. movie was. Uh... <sighs> well, the award that we're giving it, yeah. the best. Uh, this is the best movie that could have been the best movie directed by Wes Anderson. Yes. Could have this movie could have been Wes Anderson's uh, way to Oscar gold. This movie right here, but uh, it wasn't. It was an indie flick that um, I think that you could only watch it at indie movie theaters. Possibly is it an art house movie? Art house movie. This is definitely an art house movie. Definitely mm-hmm. an art house movie right here. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the movie. The concept was uh, pretty cool. But it just had this dry humor that just was right up Wes Anderson's alley. Like, the dry humor was was cool. They used some Wes Anderson shots. And Wes Anderson has this uh, shot that he doesn't... Like, when when usually what some directors would do is, like, they'll cut to a close-up or something. Wes Anderson never cuts to a... He doesn't really, like, cutting to a Mm close-up. He'll have the the, the person walk up to the camera and then it'll turn into a close-up. Or he'll just have the shot just go longer than you usually it would. And he does that a lot in his movies. And, you know, they do this in the movie constantly. But it's just that it doesn't have the whole Wes Anderson color to it. Speaking of color, do you think that Wes Anderson movies, colored uh, color movies, are better than uh, La La Land? I didn't know he had colored movies. That's fucked no, no, up. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm talking about the color, the coloring in his movies, the way that he makes people dress and everything, compared to La La Land's. Which do you prefer? Uh, 
because all his movies look like sets. Well, that th- I, th- I think with La La Land, uh, the cinematographer was playing with colors, but just it was more to make the images pop. Mm-hmm. Where I think there's more going on with Wes Anderson's movies with his color schemes, like the colors have something to do with the characters, mm-hmm. it has something to do with the pacing, it has something like there's more behind the scene there was more thought to it i think la 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 was just more like visually it's just one of those like oh man that's pretty you know like it's <laughs> you just while you're like man that's a pretty sunset and that's see i think that's know. what it is see la la land's the dumbing down of america that's what that is oh shit yeah that's you what said saying. it not me it's the dumbing down of america a lot of people in um america like that movie but it's a dumb thing i think you say, should see the movie Ooh, that's pretty i see the fact that that came out is like oh I'm not a fan of it. I think you should see it, though. I think I want, I want to hear your opinion after you see the movie. I'll watch it. I'll probably watch it sometime this week. If they're not showing it in the afternoon time or something like that, ugh, nah, it ain't happening. But I'll give it a gander. Uh, we also gave the eh award for best Colin Farrell comeback Yeah, for this movie. <laughs> yes, because um, everybody had to come back. Matt- what the fuck? Oh, th- <laughs> I did that too early. <laughs> That was supposed to be for the next award. Yeah. Uh, everybody has their own comeback. Um, Matthew McConaughey had his. Selma Hayek had hers in Gravity. Was it Matthew McConaughey had a hell of a fucking comeback. This guy came out, won an Academy Award, and then immediately came out with... Uh, he made his cameo in The Wolf of Wall Street, which was, I thought, the best scene in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And, you and then it came out in Interstellar. Like, not only Interstellar. You forgot that uh, he was on that HBO show. They, oh, True Detective. <laughs> True Detective. And he came out on all those freaking Lincoln commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that out. was a hell of a comeback. That was in one year he did all that shit. And, I mean, we can't sleep on Woody Allen or Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. <laughs> as I keep on messing those guys up. Woody Harrelson, he came back, uh, but uh, it wasn't as strong as um, Matthew McConaughey, but it was just as good. Hopefully he comes out uh, strong in a Han Solo movie, but you know, I'll... and I think he will. Yeah. And, and then the last award for the lobster was the best. What the fuck ending? What the fuck? Yes, <laughs> yes. That movie, that ending was. Uh, you know, it's like you didn't catch a proper nut. That's what that movie was. To to put it out frankly. Because um, it's like the movie was great. The movie was going good. The pacing was right. I did, while I was watching the movie, I did find myself looking at my watch. But that I think that was just because of the circumstance. Uh, I, got, I had food poisoning <laughs> while I was watching that movie. So I was constantly going to the bathroom. I had to pause the movie. I had to constantly go to the bathroom and just, you know, just exercise the demons. I had to do that <laughs> a couple of times. And um, when I, but <laughs> once I did watch the movie, which took over like an like two hours to watch, the ending was just like, ugh. it was just like one of those like, uh, like why would they do this to me? It was a mistake. You get uh, you get what's that uh, damn, I forgot the name of that syndrome. Dry balls or something. I forgot the name of it. <laughs> Dry balls? Dry balls. 
Blue balls. Blue balls. That's the name of it. <laughs> I was gonna say purple. I love <laughs> how you say syndrome. Like it's a it's an actual medical term. <laughs> it is a medical term. It's a medical term that it scientists should. are like <laughs> studying really hard on. Yeah, blue ball syndrome. Studying really hard on. Okay. <laughs> Next movie, Rogue One. The eh award we gave it was the best in-between movie. This yeah. is the best film. This is the best, most irrelevant story. Yeah. <laughs> that a lot came of people out. don't appreciate this movie because, I mean, and a lot of people don't appreciate it for, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it's like for stupid reasons. They say that, well, I don't see a, I don't see a stars, I don't see a lightsaber until like the end of the movie. Are you fucking kidding me? The movie... Like why was that a bad thing? The name of the movie is Rogue One. Don't everybody sees the oh Star Wars Rogue One? No no no, Rogue it's Rogue One. One. It's in the Star Wars franchise, but the name of the movie is Rogue One. Like it's about the rebels. Yes, it's not about the it's, Jedi. Yeah, it's not about the Jedi's. We don't give a fuck about the about the Jedi's at this point because all Jedi's are technically dead because we don't know. We don't know about a. Um, Han Solo. We don't know about a uh, fucking. Uh, I forgot the other guy who trained Han Solo. Yoda. We don't know about any of that stuff. All we know is that there's these plans, and they're trying to make a fucking goddamn Death Star, and we gotta stop them from making this Death Star. Which that's what the story was about, and I seriously believe that that was the coolest Star Wars that I've seen. I think it was better than uh, the Force Awakens. Are you gonna- <laughs> I was holding my breath. I was like, is he about to say a bird strikes back? <laughs> now, if I was to say that, that just means I'm just going for shots. <laughs> I'm just going shots. But no, no. I think it was way better than Force Awakened because this was like all original kind of thing. Yeah. Force Awakened was, you know, it was all about uh, nostalgia. Everybody knows about that. Nostalgia marketing all over that movie. Not not knocking you, J.J. Abrams. I'm just saying that's what that movie was all about. But this movie right here was just pure like... All right, we're going to make a war movie. Let's make a war movie, but it's going to be set in the Star Wars universe. That's exactly what it was. That's what it was. Yo, it had everything. There was uh, Rebels. uh, I mean, the whole plot that they had that they were saying, okay, we're going to split up to make ourselves seem like we're a bigger number. And it was only like a good like 20 of them who got on that ship. And they knew that it was going to like, yo, there's no coming back after this. The whole fucking planet had a... Like, it was like in a, a fishbowl. There's no way that you're going to get out of there. <laughs> it's, it's a one-way trip. It was brutal. And that movie was awesome. Hello. Hey. <laughs> All right. And next up, Sing Street. Yes. Best musical. <laughs> Best musical of 2016. I saw the movie, and um, the music in that movie was awesome. The ending was, was uh, brilliant. And they had a piano version of yo. Uh, they had a piano version of "Take on Me" that was so good that it basically got me to try to recreate that piano version every time I go to my friend's house who has a piano. And uh, I'm getting kind of close. I gotta hear it. I can play the the chorus. I can play the "Take on Me" part, but I just I just gotta know how to play the "Oh, needless to say." Ups and downs, up and down. I gotta know how to play that. If I can learn how to play that, I'm in there. I'm I'm gonna go to the mall one of these days, and then I'm just gonna sit in front of that piano, tell a guy, give him twenty bucks, say, "Hey man, take six. 
<laughs> and then I'm just gonna play my heart out, take on me, on the piano, and I'm. Uh, Are you gonna wear a tux? I should. I should. I gotta class it up, right? Because <laughs> I know I'll be messing up on those keys. <laughs> They're probably gonna be hearing me. Fuck, shit. God damn. <laughs> that probably would happen, but you know, I'm gonna have to class it up. I probably might wear a tux. Then if I wouldn't have to give him like no twenty dollars because he'll just think that I'm just relieving him of his duties. <laughs> and lastly we have Moonlight. Yes. Best award goes to well the Moonlight the the award oh, wow, I just got dyslexic. <laughs> the award that we're giving Moonlight is mm. best movie that you know you're not gonna watch. Yes. Um. Oh, uh, because everybody says that uh, they they want to watch the movie, but they're not gonna watch it. For the most part, there's people out there who are not gonna watch it because as soon as they find out that it was a gay person that the movie is about, they were like, "Nah, I'm not gonna do it." And you know what? I'm gonna say this honestly. When I watched the movie, I didn't know it was about gay people. I thought it was just about a uh, you know my Miami life, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, he's supposed to be gay." Well, I'm already here. I'm already at O Cinema, and the dude who directed the movie is in the theater. So, uh, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, I'm I gotta I aim to please kind of sometimes. So I'm like, I just can't just walk out kind of thing. So I just watched the movie, and there's not a lot of dialogue to the people who. Who who are like hesitant about watching the movie? There's not a lot of dialogue. It's more dialogue than Drive. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it was just not hard to say. It's more dialogue than Drive. But visually, the movie is amazing. It it, it is truly amazing. The acting is. Uh, I'm not gonna say superb because I've seen these actors act better in other movies, but. <laughs> No, it's pretty damn good. It's pretty damn good. I I say give it a just put your homophobia uh, homophobia aside and just watch a movie, just to watch it. It's just like um, what's the movie we were talking about before? Uh, Breaking Bad, uh, Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> That's what it. That's the name of it. It's just like Brokeback Mountain. It's one of those movies that is like, eh, you don't want to see it. And you said that in Brokeback Mountain. It it um uh, it almost it took like all the Oscars except like Best Picture. That was some homophobic shit right there. Mm-hmm. That's that's shocking. And you said that in other states they wouldn't play it because it was like I think it's it Brokeback Mountain was basically like Americana kind of thing. It was an Americana kind of movie, and it was just like oh you, it's an Americana movie, but you're showing some some gay shit. Nah, we can't have that kind of stuff. Because I don't. It just doesn't make any sense. Because like. You don't want to see it because you think that you might be influenced by it. If you're gonna get influenced by it, that means, dude, you you've always been gay, man. Yep. <laughs> you just you just have it face facts. <laughs> All right, so I think that's it for this episode. Yeah, we are at uh, 57 minutes. This is good. It's a solid, solid one. Uh, we'll see you guys at the Telstay. I have been Pat. This is Kev. And hey, you sly cats. <laughs> the song that you're listening to is the Summer Montage 
from La La Land. The song was composed by Justin Horowitz. And, uh, yeah, it's yeah. a nice little tune to snap your fingers to. It's a little nice little jazz ditty. Um, kind of want to wear a turtleneck right yeah. now. This song right here really, uh, really sp- spries up a, <laughs> a night. This song right here is, I've never seen the movie, but when did this movie, when did this, this song, this particular song play in the movie? Hey, credits. It's it's during a montage. I think this is like the romantic scene when you see them like going out on dates and having fun. Oh my and, god! You know, yeah, that's the right place. <laughs> like, there's no dialogue. It's just this music playing, and you just see them like oh at the park, and you know, this is like perfect film music. This is perfect film music. But um, I hope everybody enjoyed the episode. If you guys have any uh, comments about uh, our selections and what we thought about the movies. You could um, check those comments at the door. You know what I mean? Check them now. You can just leave a comment in the actual post that's below. Or you can email us at uh, it at gmail.com. You can also go to our Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Like us on all our social media platforms. Uh, Twitter. Oh, and just to remind everyone, we were actually featured guests yes. on another podcast, which I will be posting on our Facebook page. You guys can check it out. Yeah. It's the Fourth Quarter Life mm-hmm. podcast where we try to talk about it, entrepreneurship. Yeah, we try to talk about it, but uh, <laughs> we get sidetracked just like we get sidetracked on our podcast. So uh, it's contagious, ladies and gentlemen. It is contagious to actually try to stay on, on uh, focus because there's a lot of things to talk about. I mean, you know this. Everybody should know this. When you're talking with your friends, you, you're never really just talking about one thing. If you walk away from the table with your friends, by the time you come back, they're already like three conversations in. You just got to catch up. That's pretty much how our podcast is. Because uh, for the most part, we talk to our friends. And uh, if you miss a beat, if you miss an episode, there's a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Just listen to this jazz music. I guess... We're going to let this play out a little bit more so this song can guide you into the light. And, uh, oh, and pick up this song on all all, uh, streaming platforms, Spotify and all that other stuff. This is a dope song. Everybody should check it out. Who was it performed by? Well, no, this was composed by the actual guy who did, like, the music for the movie, Justin Horowitz. Good on him. But uh, I don't think he has a chance. Wait, is Sing Street? No, nah, I didn't even get nominated. Yeah, so I guess he does have a chance of being the best, uh, best, score. best score. Yeah, whatever. I've been Pat once again. And this was Kev. Y'all take it easy, and we'll see y'all next week. Oscar week. Get prepared. Or oh, it's pre-Oscar week. No, no, it is Oscar week. Yo, just get ready, because the next episode is going to be about the Oscars. So, yeah, 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 take it easy and yeah, enjoy it.